It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the week of frivolity is over. We've been filling content, having some fun, but tomorrow, folks, Warriors Nuggets game one. Kylan Mills is with me. Larry Kruger is with me. Are you two folks ready to do this and talk Warriors? I was born ready. Let's <laughs> do it. That's what I want to hear. I love it. Here we go. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Cron for sports anchor, reporter, you name it. Kylan Mills on Twitter, at Kylan Mills. And you can follow Bay Area broadcasting legend and host of The Krug Show, Larry Kruger on Twitter, at Sports Larry K. I want to start things off here. We just uh, had the, the final press conference of the week from the Warriors. Steve Kerr talked, Looney talked, the pool party talked, and now it's time for business. My first question to you both is, why do you think so many people are not feeling, and actually I don't know how you two feel exactly, we'll find out, but I feel very confident the Warriors are going to win this series. I, I I really have no doubt in my mind they're going to pound these guys, especially if they're fully healthy. Steph is a go for game one. He's listed technically as probable. He's going to play. Why do you think the national media and a lot of other people aren't as confident as most Warriors fans and Bay Area media are? Kylan, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, I just think the national media don't know this team like we do, you know, Cyrus. I mean, if you look at every time the Warriors and Nuggets played this season, I feel like there was an asterisk by it, right? Because we were affected by COVID. We were affected by injuries. You look back at the time they met in late December and the Warriors were without Draymond Green. Who was it? Damian Lee. They're missing several players who were out with COVID. Uh, and we know how unhappy Steve Kerr was about the second game of that week that was they were supposed to play twice in one yep, week and they ended up yep. getting rescheduled because suddenly the Nuggets didn't have enough players available to play uh and the Warriors weren't too thrilled about that they're like we had to play you shorthanded and we still you know push it down to the wire but now you don't have to play us shorthanded um and then the Warriors just played them recently in March with you know a skeleton crew they were resting all of their good players and they pushed them to the limit too so the Warriors lost three out of four to the Nuggets during the regular season I think maybe if you just look at that without looking at the context of those games that you could say oh well you know this is going to be a tough series but to me, like I said, there's an asterisk by all those meetings because yep. I don't. the Warriors weren't fully healthy in any of those meetings. Um, and they still won one. So, you know, now with the Warriors getting everyone back healthy, which it is very optimistic that Steph will be back healthy, I agree with you totally. The Warriors win this series to me, no doubt. Larry, what do you think, man? Well, I mean, first of all, they could, the national media could be right. I mean, the, the, the Nuggets might be able to knock the Warriors off. They did beat them three out of four. They do have the league's MVP. The Warriors didn't get Wiseman back. So there's a lot of factors. But I think ultimately, you know, the number one reason the Warriors are kind of not believed in at this point is just because the Warriors at this point in their lineage – 
they're led by their stars and their stars have all played in game seven of the NBA finals. And when you've played yep. in game seven of the NBA finals, nothing that really happens in the regular season moves the needle. So I don't think that the national media is expecting what, well, at least what I'm expecting, which is the warriors to find a totally different level, a higher level than what we saw during, I would say the majority, if not all of the second half of the year. I, and I'm with you, man. I look, here's my thing. If you're national media, Shouldn't you be more aware of these things? Like, shouldn't you be able to just look and just do very basic research and see, oh, Draymond didn't play in any of these games. Oh, look, they have three players in their prime who, granted, have only played 11 minutes together this year, but they've been to five straight NBA finals together. They've never lost when the urgency is there. Like, is this just laziness and incompetency from folks like uh, uh, Jacoby, for example, uh, uh, McNediman, or however you pronounce his name, who covers LeBron for ESPN? There are some people picking the nuggets outright Charles Barkley said it's a toss-up which is crazy to me although he's always hated the Warriors is it just negligence in terms of doing the research is that what we're what we're saying here uh, I, <laughs> say, I want Larry to take this I'm like <laughs> yeah well I, personally I think you you know to be honest Cy, I think you sound a little bit overconfident in my mind because I went to to I went to one of those Nuggets games and it wasn't Which all one? that close. Which um, one though? And then then we also saw Michael Malone play Hakaluni, forcing the Warriors' only big men basically off the floor in a game. Uh, there is no James Wiseman. They don't match up with Jokic. So I mean, there's you know I mean I I have great hope that the Warriors are going to hit a switch and get to a level that we haven't seen in months. But it's more of a belief in, you know, Draymond Clay and Steph and their ability to play at a higher level when there's money on the table. Um, and that that takes a leap of faith. And I would say the national media and people from outside this market, there's no real reason for them to. They're seeing it as it is. We're seeing it oh. potentially as we think it can be. We're the oh, ones who are projecting disagree. the Warriors to be better. I don't agree with the any Warriors. of that, man. First of all, I think we're projecting the Warriors to be better than what they've been. If we just look at the way they've played recently, I can see why people would say it's a it's a coin flip. Well, what, what game did you go to where you thought you saw them not playing so great? Because I'll tell you this, the four games they played against each other, again, Draymond, easily their best defender, and he's going to be guarding Jokic for most of the series, wasn't in any of those games. They, they're the point, the plus minus between the two teams was even. None of these games was a blot for the Nuggets. The one game the Warriors won, they won by 11, which even held the point differential. It goes to show how close those other three games were. So let's say you're okay. So let's say I'm I'm gonna be accused of being a homer here for argument's sake because I'm so confident the Warriors are gonna win. What are you seeing from the Nuggets besides Jokic and from those four games? Like you even said you saw one, the Hackaluni, for example. Draymond was not in there. Draymond would have been in there instead of Looney in that circumstance. So what are you seeing that I'm missing, I guess, that makes you think that this could be closer or that gives you doubt that the Warriors can dominate this thing? Well, I mean, the game that I went to and, you know, I mean, I don't care what the final score was. Golden State got destroyed in that game and they got close at the end. But it was the game that they played at the at uh, Chase Center between Christmas and New Year's. I mean, that yes. game, and then no, there was no Draymond Green. But they got they got roughed up in that game. They were down huge, and only just some futile late comeback made that score look closer on the scoreboard. That was a very one sided 
Nuggets win. And then you've got Jokic, who's in the prime of his career, playing at an MVP level, and you're matching up with him with Kevon Looney and, and Draymond Green. Green's 6'6", six, six, Looney's 6'9". Six, this guy's, you know, what, 7'1", or whatever he is, 7 feet. He's got a huge ability to pass, and he's playing at the high, you know, top of his game. I'm not cocky that Denver's better. I would probably be if Jamal Murray were healthy and rolling, but I just think that it's crazy talk to just assume that Golden State's going to come in here and wipe the floor with Denver. I see this as a very, very competitive series uh, that I haven't seen the Warriors look dominant over Denver, you know, very often recently. And I, I just kind of believe in Malone and I believe in some of the role players they have. Yeah. Well, Kylan, what do you think to, about that? So I think that we're basing, at least I'm basing my projections off of the potential the Warriors have with all of their players healthy. And I just don't think we've seen that yet this season. I, but I do think that, I'm not going to say negligence from the national media, but I think if you base your projections on how they've played the last couple of months, the second half of the season at face value, I don't think it's outrageous to pick the Nuggets. But I just feel like for me, knowing the potential of this team, if you've watched this team over the years and like you said, the gear, the extra gear that Clay, Dre, and Steph kick it into into the playoffs, I just don't think that Denver has a match for that. Yes, they have Nikola Jokic. Um, I like Aaron Gordon, but I still don't think they have the scoring depth and they don't have the outside threats. I don't think they have an answer for Poole, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. I would love to see those three on the floor against Denver. I don't know how you stop them. I still like the Warriors in the series, but I think it will be very competitive. And I think the Warriors are going to have to really bring it and kick it into that next year in order to beat Denver. Jokic is the league MVP, if you ask me. It's not going to be easy, but I do think the Warriors just from top to bottom have a better roster. Yeah, and I want to I want to bring it into context here. The and the game you're talking about, Larry, which was uh there was two or three games following the Warriors beating Phoenix in Phoenix, and that was a beatdown. I consider that to be a letdown game. And, and to put it in perspective, Juan Toscano Anderson was their starting power forward in that game. Just to give you an idea of who the Warriors were had on the court there. Clay Thompson again not playing, Draymond Green not playing. Um, I I really think anyone who does not believe that the Warriors are going to handily win this series. I'm saying five. Uh, it, it has a short memory. You're, you're, you're limiting yourself to what this team has done these last two, three years. I'm remembering clearly when those three guys play together, these are some of the greatest players in the history of this game, still in their prime, in their early 30s. And you're sitting here telling me this Nuggets team that Jokic is, look, Jokic is great. I, and if he wins the MVP, I'm not going to object to that. I do think Giannis should win it. But you really think a team with Jokic, with their only outside shooting threat legitimately is uh, Morris, you really think they're going to put up a real fight against this Warriors team who like is now finally coming together, who has been through all these wars, who has proven themselves time and time and again? Like, you really think this is going to be a fight? I do. Um, you know, Wiggins, to me, has not been the same player in the second half of the year. Um, the Warriors, I don't think, have shown me that they can consistently defend without fouling. And that's a major aspect of playoff yeah. basketball. Then you're asking Jordan Poole to take it to another level. He's been incredible the last month. But now it's the playoffs. And mm -hmm. how does he respond in the playoffs? I think that's a little bit of an unknown. So if I felt a little bit – if I saw this team come together in the final two weeks of the season, I think I would have a different feel. 
But I, to me, Poole's a little bit of a question mark despite his bust-out year. Wiggins is a little bit of a question mark. Clay Thompson's a little bit of a question mark. Steph Curry's health is a little bit of a question mark. Draymond Green's back is a little bit of a question mark. I mean, you know, there's there's some issues here that Golden State, um, you know, Golden State didn't show tremendous momentum. Now, if you can guarantee me that the team I saw on Christmas in Phoenix that didn't even have Clay Thompson yet, Who's gonna, is going to play to that level, then yeah, I agree with you, Cy. Um, they should wipe the floor with Denver. But that's a huge projection. No, it's, Christmas was a long time ago, and there's a lot of things that have happened to this basketball team since, and not all of them are positive. So we'll see. We'll see. They should be able to flip a switch and get by Denver, but I don't think it's going to be a quick series. I think it's going to be an extended series. How many games? I think it goes easily six. Yeah. Maybe Kylan, so. do you agree? What, what, what's your projection for how many games? I'm really, play? we were just discussing this yesterday, Warriors practice, some of the media were, I'm really between five and six games. I'm between five and six. I just, I don't know. For me, a lot of it hinges on everyone on the Warriors being healthy. Uh, you know, Larry just mentioned so many of the question marks. Like Steph Curry did look really great at practice this week, but these types of injuries you can't mess around with. Draymond Green, you're talking about a back injury. Uh, and just several of the Warriors' big players, Clay Thompson, you know, he still hasn't really been 100%, even as they bumped up his minutes towards the end of the season. He was still resting on back-to-backs. He was still taking extra nights off. So for True. me, it's very it's very contingent on everyone being healthy and staying healthy through this entire series and also playing up to, up to the abilities that they should be playing at. Um, like I said, I think healthy, I want to say five. Yeah, that's where I'm going. I think five. I even think it'd be a sweep. Um, look, if people, if I'm wrong, come and come and throw back at me. I, I happily will accept all the the daggers being tossed my way. But I don't think so, man. I, I to me, the Warriors are the mentally toughest team in the NBA by a long shot, and that goes far, man. In the playoffs, especially where everything slows down, where every possession counts, and and the experience that comes with it. I, I just I'm I'm ex- extraordinarily confident and uh and Bet Online one of our longtime sponsors by the way they're your number BetOnline.net more specifically in this case they're your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information and the odds they're placing right now on Game One is the Warriors minus six and a half the over under at two twenty three and a half what are you folks thinking about that what would you bet if you were a betting individual and you had money on the line what are you taking. Wow, that that's tough. I mean, I, I I'll take the Nuggets and the points. I mean, I mean, I absolutely will. I I don't, I don't. I mean, I know it's easy to say. Look what the Warriors have done. Look at the resume, and there is potential for them to flip the switch. And if every Warrior plays to their highest level, I like Golden State. But that's ignoring the obvious. The obvious is that this team stumbled badly down the stretch. They just came, they came off of one of the ugliest road trips. I've seen where they went what one and four. Yeah, um, yeah that was a in, month ago. That was a month ago. They yeah, did finish the season. But with, I mean, this is what we've seen. In, this is what we've seen recently. So I, I would say I'm a, I'm I'm hopeful, but I'll take the Nuggets and the points. I think these are all think, close really? games. I think these are. I think none of these games are going to be. I don't think the Nuggets are the kind of team. I think they're resilient, and I I don't think you're going to blow them out. I think they're going to mentally be be able to hang. What, what, yeah, what about you, I think, yeah, I think. I think the Warriors are going to win this game, but I don't trust them to cover the spread. Six and a half points is quite a bit. 
Um, I think especially in this first game, there is going to be a little bit of a learning curve because we have to look at those big three we keep talking about have only played 11 minutes together this season. I know they played together. It should fall into place quickly. They know each other well, but still, I think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. We don't know what type of minutes restriction exactly that Steph Curry is going to be on in that game one. Jordan Poole's never played in a playoff situation. Like Larry was just saying, we need big yeah. play from him. And we also have some other younger players who are going to be in the mix who are key role players. Jonathan Kaminga, I'd like to see off the bench. Gary Payton, the second, I think will be huge on defense who don't necessarily have that playoff experience. There could be some jitters. There could be some nerves. And again, I just feel like it could be a game before the Warriors really click, especially because they haven't all been healthy. So I expect this first game, especially because of some of those factors, to really be a dogfight and be a battle. I think the Warriors come out on top. I like that they have home court advantage as well. They've really protected Chase Center throughout the season. I think that'll help them. But yeah. I, I don't think they're going to cover the spread by any means. Yeah, six and a half is a lot, and that's a tricky one. I would just stay away, in all honesty. A any thoughts on the over-under? Uh, it's 223 and a half. Uh, indicating, you know, let's say for the sake of argument, one fifteen to one ten is the over. Like, do we are you? What, do the either of you have a feeling on the point totals there? Some people love if betting you the like, OU. Yeah, I mean, I think if you like the Warriors, you like the over. If you like Denver, I think you like the under. I think that I think Kylan hit on something there. The nerves. I mean, you know, you got to remember this: the the road team in Game One often feels like carefree and you know true very much like hey we're playing with the house's money and we don't we can just let it all hang out pressures on them they got the packed house the expectations they've got the rings they've got you know the guys with the rep big names and the big reputations so i think the pressure is all on golden state in game one and i, I think denver gets game one Wow, look at you with a yeah. bold take. Kylan, any thoughts on the point total there? Just because people love that. And again, betonline.net is where you can get all that information. What are your thoughts, Kylan? Any thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's interesting. I don't know that I'd touch it. Um, I, like I said, I'm just leaning more towards there being a tighter and lower scoring game than maybe we'd usually see because I do think that the nerves and the gravity of the situation are a factor. This Warriors team has an interesting mix of veterans and young players. There are the players who've had the experience None of those guys have been healthy the entire season and have really played together. You look at the young players, many of them don't have that playoff experience. So I think that you do have to look at that as a factor. I know yesterday after practice, Steph Curry was saying he's been having a lot of conversations with Jordan Poole about not, you know, trying to avoid putting extra pressure on himself, trying not to listen to the outside noise. Just some of those things that veteran players know how to do that these young players don't know how to do. Um, so that's why I think, especially early on in this series, it's going to be a little bit more choppy and it's going to be a little bit more ugly for the Warriors on offense. That's just my prediction. Um, you know, I think when you feel that extra pressure, you start to see some players forcing it. I also look at Clay Thompson as, as a little bit of a concern. You know how eager he is to get back out there. He hasn't played in a playoff situation, not that the Warriors have made it, but still, you know, he's talking about how much he's been looking forward to the since 2019, since that 2019 finals, you know, and we saw him earlier this season, maybe forcing a little bit. It took him some time to find his rhythm uh so i do have a little bit of a concern that you know just the situation may affect some of the warriors players and how they play and it may take some time for the game to come to them so that's why i want to stay away from any you know higher point totals just in game one especially yeah if, if i had to pick i'd say warriors minus six and a half in the over but that's a tough line man the bookies did a good job there but regardless bet online it's your continued what's up Go ahead, Larry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, I, I, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just, I, I agree with what she said basically there. But Same. I think that the first game is, 
is very much kind of like an unknown because I think you got to remember this. Denver yeah. beat them three out of four. Denver's going to bring some confidence into this series, and the Warriors are going to have some young players, despite the fact they've got all this, you know, you know, finals experience. They also have some young players who don't have any experience, and I think, I think uh, the the kind of the inexperience of Golden State's roster in some spots, and the momentum and confidence that Denver feels, I think that's advantage Denver in Game One. That's interesting because because half the Warriors roster over half in terms of who's going to actually play does have experience besides obviously the big four that you know and by the way bet online it's where the game starts go to betonline.net uh, I mean look at you look at Steph Dre and Clay right they have ex- as much experience as anyone you could possibly think of and Andre Iguodala who remains vastly underrated he was part of all those runs as well um, Otto Porter Jr has played over forty playoff games Andrew Wiggins limited but at least he's been there. So he understands uh, what it's like. Um, and then Looney was also part of numerous championship runs. I mean, so so there is a lot of experience on the Warriors side as well. Um, I, I feel like it's very easy to gloss over the Nuggets and their inexperience. It's not like they've done much in the postseason. Last year, they did a lot, um, a decent amount. I mean, they had a decent run, but I, I'm, I'm feeling very confident. I, I really think, like, for example, you bring up the recent history. You bring up the 3-1 season series. The third of, of those four games, the Warriors had none of their main players playing. Uh, Kaminga, Moody, uh, uh, Jordan Poole, they were all starting playing heavy minutes, and they barely lost that game in Denver. And then when the Warriors finally had a semblance of their full roster, they, they handily took care of the Nuggets at home, and that's what leads to my confidence, I guess. Let me ask you folks this, you two this. Um, who's starting this game, and who would close this game? Kylan, I'll start with you. Oh, why did you got to do that to me? Sorry. All right. Um, uh, Larry, Larry, you do you want to think about it first? You want to hear Larry's thoughts first? I don't care. No, no, Larry, no, no. Um, okay. Starting about this, I've thought about this. I just, I still struggle with the starting lineup because I like Jordan Poole back in the starting lineup over Andrew Wiggins. Um, and that's where I'm going to go with this. I start Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, assuming Steph Curry's healthy and all good to go or whatever on his minutes restriction. Uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney. Um, I've toyed with the idea of the small ball lineup too, because I know that's something that's been thrown out there, but I don't think this is the matchup for that. I don't think you can do that at all against the Nuggets. Um, but I really, really liked something I really, really liked before Steph's injury was the Steph Clay Jordan Poole combination. And like I said, just mm. looking at some of the matchups, who they have at guard as far as the uh, Nuggets and their outside shooting, I just feel like they don't have a match for that. And I feel like that's a mismatch the Warriors have to take advantage of. Um, again, I have some concerns that Jordan Poole may have some nerves, but I do think that he has last month he deserves to start and he is one of the Warriors' main threats. Um, on the other hand, Andrew Wiggins, second half of the season of his play, he hasn't been as aggressive. Uh, I know I told you this, side, but I, I've thought that he seems off ever since Clay Thompson's come back. And Clay Thompson takes a lot of the ball mm. and he changes the flow of this offense. Um, and I don't think Andrew Wiggins has looked the same. I hope he proves me wrong, but you know, I'm not opposed to Andrew Wiggins coming in off the bench and let's see what he can do. Uh, head coach Steve Kerr has said over and over again, though, that this is going to be a game by game basis. Like it's tough to really say, hey, with this team, and the personnel they have, like this is what our lineup's going to be locked in for the rest of the, the playoffs because they do have such an interesting combination of players that I think it makes it kind of a tough challenge. But for me, I want to see Poole, Clay, and Steph out there together. And Larry, I, want, I would love to get, first of all, Kyle and I, I that's a great take. And Larry, I want to get your feedback on that as well. But first, I got to pay some bills here, uh, starting with built bars. Have either of you two ever had a built bar? No, but no. tell me more. No. They're delicious. And here's why I love these things. 
<laughs> they're protein bars that taste like they taste amazing. They're covered in real chocolate. They taste like candy bars, but they only have a fraction of the calories and the sugar. So uh, whereas your average candy bar, for example, has close to 300 calories, it has close to 30 grams of sugar. A built bar has just 130 calories on average, only four grams of sugar, yet has 17 grams of protein. Every time I have one of these things, if I'm feeling hungry, I feel full. And that's what makes me feel great uh, about Built Bar. I don't have that bloated feeling. I don't have the guilt that comes after it. They got amazing flavors and they're all about taste. Just go to Built.com, use that promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, the promo code is LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And today's show is also brought to you by Rock Auto. This is a sponsor I, I really fervently support simply because it's such an easy way to save money. Everything is expensive now. We're mired in inflation. You need to save money out there, folks. And if you own a car, if you're avoiding public transportation like I am, like the plague, no pun intended, I'm all about driving everywhere. Save money by going to Rock Auto. They it, Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? An example being a Honda Odyssey fuel pump. If you went to a chain store, 353 bucks from Rock Auto at your home, you don't have to deal with people out there. You can just relax in your PJs and spend $216. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. And all you got to do is just go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. For making Locked On Warriors your first listen for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Kylan Mills on Twitter at Kylan Mills and follow Larry Kruger on Twitter at Sports Larry K. Larry, who should this team start with? You have six names, five slots, and the closing lineup is important as well. Like, like, and that might not be the same. Who are you starting with and who are you closing games with against the Nuggets? Are you asking me who I would open with, or who they, who I think they're going to open with? I guess both. If you're, if you're, if because pragmatism well, is important. So who would you like? Yeah, I mean, and who do you think Kerr's going to go with? I, I think they're going to go Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney. That's going to be their starting, and they're going to bring Poole off the bench. But um, that's not what I would go with. I would probably go with Poole in the rotation and Wiggins off the bench. But I think they're gonna they'll defer to the veteran in game one. As far as the finishing lineup, I think you know you're gonna see Looney off the floor. You're gonna see Draymond at the five, and then I think you're gonna wind up seeing Jordan Poole. Now um, it, it depends. You know they they could play with this a little bit. There may be some Andre Iguodala, but you know Iguodala didn't play very much this year and. I don't know if you can expect him just because he was in the closing lineup in past successful years, if you can really depend on him to be that guy this year. So I'm going to say they'll, they'll, they'll take Looney off the floor and they'll replace him with pool and they'll have a lot of firepower at the end of games. They'll be smaller, but they'll have more firepower. Uh, Kylan, anything you want to add to that? Uh, 
Uh, I like that. Um, another player I want to toss out there for closing games, and I think it's situationally, and it just kind of depends on what the Warriors are in need of at that point in time. But I like Gary Payton the second closing out games because of mm. what he brings to the floor on defense. And I know that head coach Steve Kerr just loves defense, um, and he's harped on it all season long. And there have been a couple times this season where late in games he's made huge plays. And I think it just kind of depends. Are they trying to protect the lead? Are they really going back and forth where they need to score buckets? So I think it's a little bit situational, but if they have a lead, they're trying to protect. I like seeing Gary Payton on the floor. Uh, I agree. Take off maybe Kevon Looney. I like also Draymond Green in the five spot. Um, but I like Gary Payton the second out there just because of, you know, his defensive prowess, the blocks, the steals, you know, he's a freaking pest on defense. Uh, and if you're trying to protect the lead, I like, I like him out there a lot. Uh, I just think he's brought a lot to this team this season and again just depending on the situation I wouldn't be opposed to that yeah and I think pragmatically um I think uh, it's good the starting lineup is going to be Dre the four Looney at the five pull off the bench but personally I agree given the yeah it, yeah and but I think that's what it'll be I don't agree <laughs> I think so yeah I exactly yeah I'm, I'm with you I think that's what it's going to be I personally, I see this Nuggets lineup, and I see Aaron Gordon at the four. I think Wiggins could handle him. I think it's safe to say you can't bench Wiggins to start a game just because, you look, he's had a reputation for a large number of years as being relatively soft, as not having the mental strength some other players have, which has limited his growth as a player given he was a former number one pick. Um, so I don't think you could bench him, but I think Wiggins can handle Aaron Gordon versus some of the bigger power forwards. Uh, you've seen out there, I would go with Dre the five. I, I really would just start. You, you got to set a pace. It's been one of the struggles of the Warriors of the season is slow starts. When you have Steph, the pool party, and you have Clay out there, that is a nightmare for any coach. Given the, the, the it seems like coaching one on one when you face the Warriors is double Steph, deal with the ramifications. If you double Steph with those two other options out there as scores, what the hell are you going to do? I, I that's what I hope to see. Um, I've also noticing, first of all, Andrew Wiggins, I want to point out, granted April, it was only a four game sample size, but he did average in April 18.5 points a game. And his plus minus was always in the positive. It was in the black. It was plus 26, plus seven, plus two, plus three. So he did finish the season on a stronger note, which does give me some encouragement. Um, what about Andre Iguodala? I, I, I feel like people are forgetting that he exists. He was playing solidly at the end of the season there. You do really not think he's going to be in the closing five? Colin, I'll start with you. Uh, I think people are forgetting he exists because he was out most of the season uh, with yeah. a myriad of injuries. I mean, like we've talked about before, if it wasn't one thing, it was the other. It was the hip, it was the back, it was a knee, it was an ankle. So, like, for me, it's hard to really put that much trust in Andre Guadalla being out there at the end of the game because, first of all, that requires him to be healthy. And that has been a huge question mark uh, the entire season on any given day. Is he going to show up? And like, there was some point in the season where I think we've talked about this, where it was just like ambiguous. Where we're just like, oh, Andre Guadal is out. What is it this time? Like, we don't know. There's not even a status update on him because it's just like everything's inflamed, everything, you know? And it's like, he never had any major injuries yet. He was constantly injured. So yep. for me, I think that he has the experience. He plays great with these guys. He brings so much to the floor. He's just, he's another player who just brings, you know, it's not just the leadership, but the defensive. I mean, he still is one of the best hands in the league. Uh, his assists, his vision on the court, like he brings so much, but I just feel like he hasn't been healthy all season. How can you assume that he's going to be good to go in that situation and even just stay healthy through the playoffs? Like for me, that's the biggest question mark with him is just the fact that I don't know how much more his body can take, to be quite honest. I mean, no major injuries, yet he was out most of the season just with one thing after another.
Yeah, I'll push yeah. back and say I saw him uh, sl- easily uh, slamming home a dunk in one of the last games. My my theory, and this is a conspiracy theory, is oh. he didn't play this season because they were saving him for now. Um, I, Larry, what are your thoughts, man? What do you think about it? And uh, sorry, Colin, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were going to say something there. Well, no, no, no. Go ahead. I agree wholeheartedly with her. I, I, I would say he's retired. He just hasn't filled up the, filled out the paperwork yet. I mean, <laughs> he just got a multi-million dollar golf vacation on Joe Lake. And that's basically what his greatest contribution to this team this year has been the, the mentorship of Moses Moody and Jonathan Kuminga and helping those guys find their way probably off the floor. I, I see a player who's done. I mean, totally done. I, I, wow. I don't see, I don't see Andre Godala being a factor at all. I mean, um, I really don't. I mean, you can oh, trust man. him, but his skill set's not nearly what it was. Um, and I, I just told you what I think his contribution is. I think he's yeah. he was a key guy because it was a young team with some guys who could have gone south. Um, and he helped navigate them off the floor and even on the floor, but mostly off the floor through a long NBA season and probably continue to motivate them. But if you're looking for meaningful minutes, no, I don't think so. I don't think you're going to see it. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. I, I, so funny. I'm, I just think he's I think he's retired, man. I really do. After the season, I agree. I I'm st- I still see some juice coming from him. I don't. Know, I'm, I'm a little surprised hearing this from both of you, but uh, I hope you two are wrong and I'm correct. I think so. I think <laughs> I really do think Iggy can still play and he's going to contribute. And they're saving him. Um, what is, we've talked about predictions already. I do want to play this soundbite real quick, by the way, from yesterday. Uh, this is it made my day. So so the Warriors have been having press conferences all week, um, and and they made players available. Kerr's been available for. Every day, it's been kind of crazy sometimes, and it, you could clearly tell uh, that he's not very happy dealing with the media. He's so focused on playoff preparation. But I had a chance to to ask a question to Clay Thompson yesterday, and this is how it went. Great, thank you. Uh, a couple of quick more ones. Uh, Cyrus, go ahead. Clay, I want to ask you more lighthearted question, if that's okay. How is uh, Rocco doing these days? And when you're really busy, like on a road trip or at a playoff hunt, or you're not home that much, who's taking care of him? That's a great question. Rocco will be 10 years old next week, and I'm so grateful to have a healthy Bulldog. Um, He's been such a blessing in my life. And when I'm on the road, I'll have my brother take care of him or a close friend, and he's an easy dog to watch. But I'm just uh, grateful to have a healthy 10-year-old Bulldog. Um, He's been with me every step of this journey, and I just uh, I'm a dog lover. So I, uh, I love every minute I get to spend with Rocco. Great. Thank you. And uh, Mark Haynes, go ahead. That was a great question. <laughs> I had to throw it in. When you get a great question twice, man. I, I know. I'm, yeah. Like, I like that you included the second great, great question. Absolutely. Dude, Mark Haynes was so hard hitting. <laughs> well, look, you're, you two are dog lovers. I, 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 I honestly like, felt I, like Clay. Go well. ahead, sorry, boy. Oh, I was just yeah, saying, yeah. I'm team dog. I love hearing the personal stories of the players. A little bit more of the background about, you know, what makes them, them off the court. I think it's fine. I think it's awesome. Yeah, Larry, you got a dog, right? That's right. We have, we have Penny, the golden retriever. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Penny, Penny right now is wearing a halo because she's been scratching herself. and She's got a little scratch over the eye. So oh. 
But when we take her for the walk, you know, she's got the halo going. People are all like, oh, oh she's oh. pissed. Oh. Yeah. oh, she's upset. I honestly, a huge reason why I asked that was I ultimately at some point, my goal for the last few years has now been I want to sit down with Clay just to talk about Rocco, whether it's 10, 20, 30 minutes. I've never seen a full interview take place where the subject matter is just his, his little fur baby. Um, but uh, but the questions, you could see Clay lately being irritated with the media a little bit. He doesn't seem like he wants to answer like, you know, hard hitting basketball questions. And I just, it just hit me. I'm like, you know, what? let's just line this thing up. I mean, I, and fortunately it paid off, you know, with the compliments, but uh, last thing who, in your opinion, as we wrap this up today, the Warriors play the Nuggets tomorrow in game one of a series that clearly you two are, are more on one page where it's going to be more of a dog fight. I think the Warriors going to clean up shop. Um, who's not going to play for the Warriors? Rotations always get shorter. Um, and and you always see who the coach trusts the most on his roster when the playoffs start. You rarely see uh, coaches go 10 deep. You might see with this team, though. Um, who do you see being excluded from the, the, the roster in terms of playoff minutes? JTA, Damian Lee, Bielitsa. Really? Oh. Uh, I think, I mean, Bielitsa could have a role in a certain matchup, but I think those three guys are not going to play very much. What about Moody? Maybe Moody, Moody, Michael, I mean, uh, Moses Moody. And then, the, and then the big name, and Kylan, I'll toss to you, what about Kaminga? I would love to see him. Uh, Kerr, I asked him a couple days ago, what can we expect? He would. He gave me a flat no when asked if he, if he would uh, provide the number of minutes he's expecting. Um, and then he answered probably in terms of whether or not Kaminga is even going to play. Uh, what about Kaminga? Is where we going to see him, Kylan? What do you think? I think put Kaminga in the rotation. As far as guys out of the rotation, I say JTA, Damian Lee. If you'd asked me like a month ago, I would have said Bielitsa out of the rotation. He's played well. Like the last yeah. month, he like suddenly showed back up. And you're like, where did this come from? <laughs> um, and, and I like his size. And that's where if I had to pick a third player out of rotation, I would go with Moses Moody just because we've seen less of him. He's still a rookie. He's still got plenty of time and plenty of growing left to do. Um, so I would maybe say those three and put Bielitsa, and I think Jonathan Kaminga deserves a spot in the rotation. There's no one on the Warriors team who can do athletically what he can do. I think it'd be great for, for him to get some experience. Uh, I don't think you're closing games with Jonathan Kaminga, but I think what he brings to the floor as far as his size, his length, his speed, you know, all, all of those factors that he deserves a spot out there. Beautiful. And, and let's wrap it up with this. And again, the Warriors play tomorrow, game one. The playoffs are finally here. Any last words, anything you'd like to promote? Kylan Mills, I'll start with you. Well, I guess start with a prediction one more time. What are you feeling? And uh, anything else you'd like to promote besides you're on Cron 4. Shoot away, please. Yes, I'm on Cron 4. And I'm going to go, all right, my final prediction I'm going to make is that the Warriors finish this out in Game 5 at Chase Center. Uh, I think that would be a beautiful ending to the series. I think they'll move on. Um, I think I'm already looking forward to the Memphis Grizzlies and what that matchup could potentially bring. Like, Ooh. Ooh, I, love I don't that. know. I, I, think, I think the Warriors take sure. care of the Nuggets. I think they take care of business as far as promoting. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> follow me on Instagram. I'll be out there. We'll be doing the thing on Cron 4 News. And, you know, I'll be continuing to tune in to you, Cyrus. And, and see uh, love it. Likewise. And, and you can follow Kylan on Twitter at Kylan Mills. You're posting some fantastic practice videos. Dre Jr. is a gem. I want him around 
all the time. Like he is just. I, I want to know. Yeah, when are they getting him on the payroll? Because he's oh, like out yeah. there doing work. He's like getting into it where he's like shagging balls. I love it. Yesterday I was taking some videos and he's like yelling at people. He's like yelling at the staffers. Like you know that kind of like bossy way that toddlers talk mm -hmm. to people. Like you need to go over there, and he's like bossing people around. I freaking love it. <laughs> <laughs> and Larry, your final words, man. You're the host of the Krug Show. Everyone can tune into that on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. What are your predictions and anything else you'd like to promote, sir? Well, you know, yeah, the Krug Show on YouTube, check it out. Um, I totally agree with with Kylan that that Gary Payton, I think, is going to be a factor in this series. He's too dominant of a defender. I think Jonathan Kuminga is the ultimate wild card. I think he could be anything from non-factor barely plays to one of the key cogs in the series. I mean, I think he's the wild card. I really do. And if I had to say the way this series is going to go, I think Nuggets get game one. I think Warriors get game two. I think Warriors get game three. And then I think that's the last game the Warriors win. I think the Nuggets finish them out after that. I wow. like Nuggets win game one, game four, five, and six. Wow. Are you do you think do you, do you base this because you think the Warriors are gonna suffer an injury at some point? Or do you think the Warriors is this just the Nuggets being Cyrus, a better team? Cyrus, he like can't comprehend this. He's like, I, I can't. I can't. It's shocking. Well, this is what I think. I think what we're looking at is I think Golden State's going to have some runs early in games where they show their pedigree and they put a big run like we've got to, you know, we've come to kind of know them by the run that kind of defines them where they really put a big number on you and it looks like they're separating. But you know, the one thing with Golden State this year and all three of us have seen it. They do not finish. Close they don't wings. finish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They get up. They let you back in. That they're going to let Denver back in in the in the middle quarters, and then Denver's going to out efficient them and out execute them down the stretch, consistently going to Jokic, while Golden State's going to be going to a number of different guys. And I like Denver to win the series. Because wow. And my my rebuttal to that is this: is that. They, you're right that they've struggled oftentimes finishing games, but this is a team that's been through so many wars that it's hard to get up and be motivated for regular season games. And it's the lack of day school approach where they, they just don't care. Like this is the moment where now they suddenly they're awake. This is the real season for them. I don't see them like losing leads. That's one thing I certainly don't see happening. Uh, so Larry's predicting the nuggets. Uh, Kyle, let me nuggets ask you this. I know what, what's up in six, right? Is that what you're nuggets predicting? And six. Six? Nuggets and six. Wow. So uh, would you bet money with me on that? Uh, can we talk off the air? Are you Let's that confident? All right. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll I, I set that up. Um, I am pretty confident. Wow. Okay. So Kylan, when should Dub Nation hit the panic button? I haven't, I haven't hit it once all year. I don't think any of you two have either until now, since you're picking the nuggets, apparently. Um, but d in my opinion, you don't press the panic button unless the Warriors are down either 2-0 or down 3-1. Is that a fair assessment, Kylan? What do you think? Um, yes, I think it's a fair assessment. I think you don't hit the panic button if they do go down a game. I could see, I could see them splitting at home and I could see them splitting in Denver and then it coming down to game five, six. And I think that if it comes down to game five and six, I think the Warriors win game five, six. So I do feel good about that. But if for some reason they split at home, the Warriors take, or the Denver takes the first one in Denver, I don't think I'm panicked yet. Denver sweeps in Denver, then and it's three one. Then then I'm um, um, pressing the panic button. 
And I got to get my Venmo ready and pay Larry, apparently. Like, uh, let's let's hope that doesn't happen. And again, one more time, you can follow Kylan Mills on Twitter at Kylan Mills. You can follow Larry Kruger on Twitter at Sports Larry K. I'm going to be joining Larry Kruger after each playoff game on his podcast, The Krug Show. And you can follow me on Twitter, Cyrus Sotzes. My Twitter handle is at DogSurfRocho. That's the dog question uh, to Clay Thompson. Thank you, Clay, for the love. Thank you, too, for the love. This was a fun show, and folks will join you Sunday, Monday, whenever we do this next to recap, hopefully, game one victory. And thank you, too. You're, you're awesome. Thanks. And later, everyone. Thanks, Cy. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.